Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Deep Dives with Dively. I'm so glad to be back with you guys. Um, if you have not seen my previous episode about me coming back in different... Oh! Can you hear that? The microphone ticking? We're going to have to deal with that. I'm literally going to order a new mic tomorrow. Um, so that'll be fun. But for now, you're just going to have to freaking deal with the freaking ticking. It's kind of annoying. Anyways, um, today's episode, I'm just going to talk about sports because I have not talked about sports in a hot minute and there has been a lot of things that have happened since I've last talked about sports yet. So let's talk about sports. Let's talk about sports. Let me first look at the last time... Um, I talked to you guys about sports because I would love to talk about some sports. Last time I talked to you guys before this most recent episode, I think it was sometime in April and I think it was right after March Madness ended. Yep. Right after March Madness ended. So right after March Madness ended. So that's close to the start of NBA playoffs. So even though it has been a like a while. Let's talk about the NBA playoffs because hmm, what a playoff it was. So, or is this even worth looking at? Is it? Why is it formatted like this? I love the ESPN website, but sometimes I'd rather just get on my phone like geez louise. Um, here we go. Um, Okay, it's just this honestly is actually just so terrible. Anyways, in the end, Miami versus Denver in the final. Um, Miami ended up losing the series. Shout out to Miami for even getting there though. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited for my OKC Thunder next year. A very promising looking team. Let's actually look into the OKC Thunder. Let me make a point for why they're going to be one of the better teams in the league next year. Where is my OKC Thunder? Let me pull up. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, this website actually sucks terribly. Why is it doing this? Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk. One thing I definitely want to talk about is free agency for NFL and NBA. But first, I just want to take a look at my team, the OKC Thunder. Last year. Went 40-42, and 42, finished third in the Northwest Division, beating out, I believe, the Rockets and the Trailblazers. However, they do have two of the biggest names in um, uh, biggest teams in the Northwest Division with them. Oh, they beat out the Jazz. I don't know why I thought the Rockets were in that division. The Jazz and the Trailblazers. The Timberwolves and Nuggets are also in that division. And obviously the Nuggets just won the chip. Water break. So, let's take a look at OKC's lineup and what we're looking at next year. Let's just, honestly, let's go to a depth chart. Because I like depth charts. Depth charts are cool. So, starting point guard. And, um, sorry, I had an alarm go off. 
our starting point guard and all-star Shy Gilgis Alexander. This dude is a bucket. This dude is a bucket. Last season, he averaged, let's take a look at his stats, he averaged 31.4 points a game. That was fourth in the league, fourth in the league in points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, and 5.5 assists per game with a 51 field goal percentage, which was 34th in the league. So he is a shooter, and he is a bucket. Like, Shai Gilgis Alexander is crazy. Let's talk about Josh Giddy, the Australian. Josh Giddy honestly fills more of the point guard role, so to speak. I feel as though it's kind of they're kind of they should honestly be kind of flipped. I feel as though Giddy's definitely um he's definitely more of a rebounder and a floor general in the in the fact that he gets those assists. You know, kind of reminds me more of a I don't know. I don't know a good player comparison exactly, but he definitely He's still scoring a lot. Like, he's averaging 16.6 points a game. That's really good. But shooting guards are really supposed to do more of the scoring and less of the rebounding and assisting. And in this case, it's flipped. So, um, but he's still amazing. I love Josh Giddy. I heart Josh Giddy. Um, he's honestly just a regular dude. If you look at his TikToks, I, first off, if you haven't looked at his TikToks, go look right now. Like, his TikToks are hilarious. He's just a normal dude that plays in the NBA. It's hilarious. Um, Lugens Dort. Let's talk about this, dude. Lugens Dort is one of my favorite dudes on planet Earth. He is so much fun to watch. He's such a cool guy. Um, undrafted free agent and is now averaging almost 14 points a game, four, uh, five boards a game, and two assists. However, that's not necessarily where he shines. This dude... Locks down his opponents. Let's. Uh, if there was a way to find a defensive rating, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, let me give me one second. I'm gonna look this up. Defensive rankings NBA. <laughs> oh my gosh! Holy cow! I'm sorry. Oh, jeez Louise. Holy cow! Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, I don't want playoffs. I want regular season. Okay. In the regular season. Um, well, this is awkward. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why I shouldn't be looking at this. It has Mac McClung, the dude who won the dunk contest and played two games as the best defensive yeah no I need like totals what's uh, okay I can't find defensive defensive efficiency but dude is crazy they call him the Dorcher chamber because he locks down his opponents needless to say Lou Dort is kind of crazy. We can maybe look at steals. Um, if that's a thing that we can look at. Okay, but steals really don't go to show. Um, you know, defensive efficiency necessarily. We can look at point differential while he was on the court. Never mind, that's something you can't look at when you are on game logs. So that's cool. 
Anyways. Splits. Do the splits. Do the splits. Okay, whatever. Anyways. That's weird. Anyways. So, we love Lou Dort. Oh my gosh. I actually, like, this team is just so fun. This, I, like, I'm reading the list and it's like, wow, these guys are just so fun. Like, this is just a fun team. A young team, up and coming. It's just fun. Like, this group is just fun. Jalen Williams up next. J Dub. Um, first round pick out of Santa Clara. He's only 22. This dude is freaking awesome. I love this guy so much. He's our, he's our starting, uh, power forward and uh he's actually kind of gigantic um people underestimate now he's six six i think getty's actually six eight and he's a he's the uh, shooting guard but jalen williams so as a rookie he averaged 14 points four and a half rebounds 3.3 assists per game and shot 52 percent from field goal which was 27th in the league jalen williams as a rookie, was he was uh, runner-up for Rookie of the Year behind Paulo Banquero, which Paulo Banquero is like an all-star in his rookie season, I think. Maybe not exactly an all-star, but Paulo's a bucket. So it's like, okay, obviously, you know, Banquero is going to win that water break. So, obviously, Paulo was going to win that. But average 30 minutes a game. Played seventy five games. Uh, he was he was a bucket. He's a bucket. Um, but the thing is, let me see if there's a way that we can look at his. Uh, I want to look. Jalen Williams. Because the thing is, hold up. The thing is with Jalen Williams. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> This dude, even though he's 6'6", you're like, okay, 6'6", 218 for a power forward. What What are we? That's a little iffy. He's got a 7'3 wingspan. This dude is ridiculous. He actually set the record for most dunks in a season by an OKC player beating Russ. So he is He's crazy. If you would have told me, like, when we drafted Chet and Jalen Williams... It was supposed to be, okay, favorite for Rookie of the Year is Paulo Boncaro and then Chet Holmgren, an OKC Thunder player. At the end of the year, it was still Paulo and an OKC Thunder player, but it wasn't our second overall pick. It was our 12th overall pick. So, gosh, I love Sam Presti so much. He finds diamonds in the rough, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. So, I love Jalen Williams so much. Chet Holmgren. Let's, let's talk about Chet Holmgren. I am, I've always been worried about him, so I don't know what to think about him. I, I can't judge him until he plays a legitimate game of NBA ball. I, he needs to not get hurt. I, he actually did get selected for the USA basketball team, which is awesome. I'd love to see him ball up there. Please don't, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. You freaking twig um but i would love to see him ball up at the u in the u.s on the uh, team usa and then also 
come to the league and harass some people because he's seven foot one and he's got a crazy wingspan. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but here's the thing: he's just gonna have to hunker down because some of those other dudes, they're just gonna—I don't know. Defensively, I'm a little worried, but rebounding wise, Bro should be able to grab everything. Um, and he's a shot maker and a playmaker. Like this, he's a very well-rounded player for a seven-foot-one guy. But I'm worried about post defense against guys like Giannis or Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Like those guys, that's where I kind of get worried. Like will Chet just kind of like crumble, so to speak? So. But I'm excited for him. I'm ready to see him play a game. Uh, hopefully he's able to ball out, like I said, uh, for Team USA. So Now let's look a little bit deeper into the depth chart here. We've got guys like Cason Wallace, the rookie. Bro was balling up in the summer league. I love that. Um, Isaiah Joe. I'm pretty sure. So Isaiah Joe, he's a shooting guard out of Arkansas. Second round pick in 2020. Uh, originally drafted to Philadelphia. I want to look at his stats because I'm pretty sure he's actually a really good three-point shooter. I'm pretty sure. He's actually a bucket when it comes to three-point. Yeah, he averaged uh, 40% this past season with OKC. Almost, Pretty much 41. It was 40.9. You can basically round that up. So three-point-wise, he shot 394 threes and made 161 of them. That's good. That's that made up the majority of his points. He had 691 points this past season. And so 161 times 3, that's 483. So 483 out of his 691 points were threes. So that means uh, 208 of his points were field goals and free throws. So... Yeah, dude's a bucket. I love Isaiah Joe. Shout out to Isaiah Joe. So he's a, he's a nice three point shooter, a nice little nice little spice when Shy has to sit you know for a bit because Shy can't play the entire game. Um, average ten points a game, two rebounds and assists. That's not terrible uh, for coming off the bench. That's that's solid right there. So shout out Isaiah Joe. Um, Usman Jing, if that's how you say it, Usman Jing. He was hmm. Wait, I'm so confused. Do we draft this dude? We drafted this dude two years ago. I haven't heard much of this dude because I'm pretty sure he was hurt all last season. No, not all last season, but he was hurt a decent amount last season. Only averaged five points a game. Two rebounds a game and an assist a game. That's he. I'm ready to watch him grow. I he did really good in the summer league. Okay, let's talk about the other Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams, uh, second round pick out of Arkansas last uh, year, averaged six points a game, five rebounds a game, and an assist per game. Uh, I love Jalen Williams. He's just so. I don't know. He's a happy dude. Like, I just love his persona. Um, and 
he stepped pretty well into the center position while Chet was gone. Um, obviously, you'd like to see he's six foot ten, two forty five, so he's definitely a bigger guy. Um, he's listed as a forward, but he's technically the center too. Um, so he can play the power forward center position pretty uh, fluctuable. He can fluctuate. He's flexible. There we go. Um, but I'm excited to see him grow. He's a cool guy. Um, and he stepped into that position really well. Obviously, you'd like to see a, like, center-wise, if your center can average 10 points and 10 boards a game, that's money right there. That's, like, that's basis for a center. All-star centers, you're looking at 20 points a game, 10-plus boards a game, and maybe a couple assists per game. That's why guys like Jokic, he's ridiculous because he's averaging 30, 10, and almost another 10, you know? So, we love Jalen Williams, though. So, the way to tell him apart is Jalen, the center from Arkansas, you call him Jalen Williams. The other one that was second in the rookie of the year, that's J-Dub. So, they're both Jalen Williams. They're spelled differently, but you call the the better one. I'm sorry, Jalen. The better one, you call him J-Dub. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. This dude's a uh, pretty good. He's he's a baller too. Don't sw- don't sweat on Jeremiah Robinson Earl out of Villanova. Villanova's a good program. He averaged seven points a game and four rebounds and an assist. That's solid coming off the bench. And he's technically third on the depth chart, which is hmm. He could probably move up a little there. Anyways, Kendrick or Kenrick Williams. Uh, also a bucket off the bench. Eight points a game, five rebounds a game, two assists per game. Okay, okay, Kendrick. Okay, Kendrick. Um, let's see who else we got here that I love. Um, Aaron Wiggins. He's moved deep and deeper into the depth chart. Oh, there's a guy I've yet to mention. And I'm so excited for him to play. For the OKC Thunder. Uh, Aaron averaged seven points a game, three rebounds a game, and an assist per game. Let's take a look, see. Fifth on the depth chart because he's day to day. Also, Alexev Pokushevsky's uh, on this team. We love him, but he's kind of buns compared to what he could have been. He could have been a Chet Holmgren, but European, I don't know. Anyways, let's talk about the man I'm very excited to meet. This man just moved to the OKC Thunder, has played for the OKC Thunder before. This past season, he was only able to play 42 games. In those 42 games, two of those games he started, averaged 26 minutes. Averaged 10, 3, and 3.5. In his year with OKC, though, he played 67 games, started all 67 games, and averaged 16, 4, and 2. Some of his best days were with the Indiana Pacers, where he would average 20, 5, and 4. 
and then recently was traded to Miami, but now is back with the OKC Thunder. Ladies and gentlemen, Victor Oladipo. Woo, Victor, we love you, Victor Oladipo. So I'm very excited for Victor Oladipo to be on this team. He's also a very good defensive player, so add that along with our good buddy, Lou Dort, and you've got yourself a powerhouse. So I'm very excited for this team. Very excited. So now that we've talked about the OKC Thunder, let's talk about where can I find NBA news. Free agency. Let's talk about the free agency. Big names going to different places. First off, let's talk about today. Oh my gosh. Jalen Brown. Good player. Don't get me wrong. Great player. Gets the richest deal in NBA history. $304 million for five years. That's $60.8 million a year. That's more than um, Patrick Mahomes. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's more than any quarterback in the NFL. Let me let me check. Let me check. Give me one second. Give me one second. Yeah. So speaking of NFL quarterbacks, Justin Herbert just got the largest contract today. He's making $52.5 million a year. So, Justin Herbert is making less than Jalen Brown. That just seems weird. That just seems weird. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the 8th highest paid QB in the league, by the way. I'm not dissing that. I'm fine with the Chiefs not giving him that much money. That means more money for different things like, uh, I don't know, Chris Jones? Can we give Chris Jones a contract, please? Like, I get it. He's getting old. He's been with the organization for a while. Maybe it is time to let him go, but he was also literally defensive player of the year finalist last year. Let's give bro a contract, please. Let's just give him some money. It's fine. Keep him for... Four more years, and then after those four years are done, then we can finally part ways, because he'll be like 31 or something like that at that point. I don't know. So, (coughs) I'm dying. Anyways, let's see what else we have here. What were some other big things that, some other major signings that happened? Um, Let me, oh, excuse me. Mo Bamba to the 76ers. A young brother's phone. Alright, anyways, sorry about that. Bull Bull got waved. Oh. Mason Plumley Black. Not Black. <laughs> Back to the Clippers. I'm sorry, I'm looking at these small ones. Anyways, let's. I'm trying to think of big ones. Um. I can't think of any big ones right now. High key. Um, Russell Westbrook's going back to the Clippers. Dylan Brooks is going to the Rockets. Lillard wants out of Portland. LaMelo got re-signed. Austin Reeves got re-signed. Brooke Lopez got re-signed. James Harden wants out of Philly. Probably. Um, let's see what else we got. I'm sorry, I'm just scrolling through. 
Desmond Bain going back to the Grizzlies. Victor Oladipo to the Thunder. Victor Oladipo to the Thunder. Um, Fred Van Bleet to the Rockets. Roy Hachimura back to the Lakers. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other big ones. Uh, okay. Chris Milton's going back to the Bucks. Bradley Beal's going to the Suns. Chris Paul's going to the Warriors. Jordan Poole's going to the Wizards. I'm missing some. I can sense it. LeBron to the Thunder. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Kyle Kuzma to the Wizards. Kyrie Irving wants a trade, right? So, lots of stuff going on night. Lots of stuff going on night. We love the NBA free agency. Um, let's take a look at the NFL now. Lots of stuff have happened in this free agency to the point where I almost don't even want to talk about it. Oh my gosh, voice crack. But major things that have happened. Uh, personally, for my Chiefs, we have lost Juan Thornhill and Frank Clark and Orlando Brown and McCole Hardman and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's it. So we did lose quite a bit. Um, honestly, the biggest blow is defensively. Even though Frank Clark and Juan Thornhill don't seem like much, Juan Thornhill is the big one there. That one hurts. That one hurts my soul because we were able to replace Frank Clark pretty quickly with just drafting a lineman. Um, but Juan Thornhill was pretty locked down. He was pretty locked down. So that hurts because he was a really good safety. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um we lost Juju. Okay, fine. We lost uh, Orlando Brown Jr. That one sucks a little, but he also didn't have the best intentions on the team. He was he was chasing chasing the bag there. So, whatever. Adios. Um, we did draft some very good players. I like the draft. Uh, I think I already have talked about the draft in the previous episode, but um, it sucks that DeAndre Hopkins went to the Titans. But I feel as though we need more defensively anyway. We have a very young wide receiver court, but I think they can do crazy. We still have MVS. We still have Kadarius Tony. We still have Sky Moore. Um, but then you add guys like Justin Ross, and I forgot the other ones we added. Those guys, they'll ball up. I have no doubt in the wide receiver court. And we still have freaking Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on now. As long as those two are together, bro, are you kidding me? I'm not worried about our offense. We may not be the number one anymore, but we're still going to be an elite offense. Uh, so if we can just load up that defense a little, that'd be great. Water break. Get Luke Keekly. Oh, and our running backs. I love our running backs. Isaiah Pacheco, Cherick McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, I love our running backs so much. Our running backs are so stacked. Um, so I'm not worried about that. Let's honestly, let's let's take a look at the schedule. Let's take a look at some marquee matchups, shall we? Let's take a look at some marquee matchups. Um, now we're really going to talk to I'll, – I'll dabble a little with preseason real quick. Uh, Hall of Fame game, Thursday, August 3rd. Whew, football's coming back quicker than we know it. We'd love to hear that. New York versus Cleveland. We'll get to see Aaron Rodgers in a New York Jets uniform and playing, which is pretty, pretty epic. Um – also get to see Deshaun Watson play. 
I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, then as far as the Chiefs go, they play the New Orleans Saints at Sunday for preseason. So, nice. Get some preseason football. Uh, honestly, at this point, football is football. I am yearning for football. Uh, and since the Chiefs are going to be a younger team with some of those younger wide receivers, that'll that'll be interesting to see those guys. See how they fare uh, against some of these defenses. Uh, they play Arizona the week after that. And then the week after that, they play... I think it was... Oh, they play Cleveland. Okay, so they play Cle- Cleveland, too. So, <clears throat> some nice preseason action going on there. Then, week one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready for the NFL, guys. I cannot even begin to tell you. Like... This podcast is going to be ridiculous when the NFL rolls around. It's going to be fiendish. Um, week one. Thursday, September 7th, 2023 at 7.20 p.m. on NBC at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, Missouri. The Detroit Lions come to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my gosh. I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am for that game. Um, I've got some friends that are Lions fans, and we're having a watch party. It's going to get rough, but I'm so down for it. It's going to be crazy. Water break. <coughs> what is happening? Uh, then that first week, obviously, everybody's got to play. So, lots of different games going on there. Highlight matchups that week. Uh, you've got, I'm scrolling through here. Highlight matchups, I would say, honestly, Tampa at Minnesota is pretty solid. Tennessee at New Orleans is pretty solid. Uh, San Fran at Pittsburgh is pretty solid. Uh, Arizona at Washington is solid. That's honestly the lesser of two terribles. Uh, Green Bay at Chicago, okay. Divisional matchup, week one, we love to see that. Same with Las Vegas at Denver. Uh, Didn't Denver sign someone this offseason? I swear they did. Um, but they're still never going to win. Um, Miami at L.A. That's a really good game. That's going to be pretty good. Um, this is That's the Chargers, by the way. Uh, and then that night, Dallas at Giants. And then that Monday, Buffalo at New York Jets. So, let's just take a stroll through the Kansas City Chiefs NFL schedule real quick. Let's just talk about it. Let's see how confident I am in this team. Uh, I'm honestly going to burn through these and just give win-loss, not diving into too big of detail, and I'm going to see how it changes over time. So week one, Detroit, uh, Thursday night football, win. Week two, at Jacksonville. Ooh, tough one, tough one. Maybe a loss. High key, mm. Sure, let's say week two loss. Sure, why not? Week three versus Chicago, win. Week four at New York, win. Week five at Minnesota, win. Week six at Denver, win. Week seven versus Chargers. Mm, that one's also a tricky one. Mm, we'll say... Mm. Win. Nope. 
at Denver, week eight, loss. No, win. Jeez, what am I saying? Week nine versus Miami, and I'm pretty sure that one's in Germany. Win. Ooh, then they come back off a bye week versus Philadelphia Monday Night Football. And a lead after a bye week is unbeatable. Win purely because of that. Philadelphia Eagles are a great team, but they win purely because of the bye week. Honestly, any other week, I'd pick the Eagles. But bye week, Andy Reid, bro. Week after that, at Las Vegas, win. Week after that, at Green Bay, primetime. Why is that a primetime game? Green Bay sucks this season. Win. (coughs) Oh, geez. Week after that, versus Buffalo at home, I'm going to say win. Week after that, at New England, win. Week after that, versus Las Vegas, win. Week after that, Cincinnati. Cincinnati just has our number. I hope it's a win. I'm just going to go loss just because freaking happens all the time. So it looks like three losses. Oh, and at L.A., that depends. If we need to win, we'll win. If we don't need to win, we'll lose. So looking at about 14-3, and three, maybe 13-4. and four. What was their record last year? I'm pretty sure their record last year was something like that. We lost to the Colts, Bills, and Bengals. I think that was it. So, yeah, I think that was it last season. So, um, the Colts is such a weird one that last season. Like, literally, why did we lose to the Colts? Whatever. Which is why I think we'll lose to the Jaguars. That's not a weird team to lose to. Honestly, if I had to pick a weird team that we would lose to or a team that will give us trouble randomly out of nowhere, probably Chicago, Minnesota, one of the Denver matchups, because Denver always does that, Um, and then screw it, Green Bay. They give us hell that night. We still beat them because they freaking suck, but whatever. So... I'm excited for this team. Let's look at their depth chart. Why not? We looked at OKC. Let's look at KC, KC. So currently we have uh, Blaine Gabbard as our starting qu- – I'm <laughs> just playing. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Uh, starting running back is actually Isaiah Pacheco, which I love that we have a sophomore running back as our starting running back. Uh, I love Isaiah Pacheco so much. He runs angry. It's epic. Uh, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire as the backup, though. Honestly, you can't really – say that there's necessarily a starter second and third string. It's kind of like what the uh, 49ers used to do a couple years ago, uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl, where they basically run like a triple running back scheme, where it's like literally every play, yes, you have like Isaiah Pacheco as the main man, but then it's like next play, a different guy is in, and next play, a different guy is in, and the next play, there's two guys in. Um, and I love it. It's so, it's honestly such a, it's a good scheme. Then you got... Darius freaking Tony 19 at wide receiver one, MVS at wide receiver two, Sky Moore at wide receiver three. Honestly, a stacked wide receiver lineup, in my opinion. Rasheed Rice, Richie James, Justin Watson, Justin Ross, uh, backing up those guys. And then kind of deeper in the depth chart, you've got Cornell Powell, Emmer Smith, Marset, John Ross, Jerrion Ely, and Kiko Crodford. Never heard of those guys. Then, honestly, our tight ends, that's another thing. Our tight ends could step in and play wide receiver anytime just because our tight ends are very versatile. I love all four of our tight ends. They're all amazing. Travis Kelsey, obviously, is the beast of them. But then Noah Gray, Blake Bell, and Jody Fortson, those guys had some 
shining moments last year. Like, they would, you know, get some yards here and there. Jody Forson was honestly, like, on track to become the second string tied in, but then he had a really bad injury one game. He had nine receptions for 108 yards and two touchdowns last year. Shout out to Jody Fortson. I love Jody Fortson. He honestly should switch to wide receiver. He's kind of a Kyle Pitts type of build where, like, Kyle Pitts could high-key play wide receiver, but whatever. Just a giant wide receiver. Anyways, left tackle, we've got Donovan Smith, which I honestly like Prince uh, better there, but whatever. Joe Thune's still there. Creed Humphrey. I like Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey's actually. I love Creed Humphrey so much. Uh, Trey Smith and Jawan Taylor. Aren't, here's the thing. And then the backups. Lucas Nyang, Austin Reeder, Nick Allegretti, Prince, Darian Kennard. Our, our offensive line is one of the best in the league. And here's the thing. If the pocket collapses, we have Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback. He'll just do some running around, figure it out, high key. Um... Our defense, we've got George Karloftis, Derek Nottie, Chris Jones, Charles Omenhu, but Felix uh, Uzoma is backing up that guy, and I have a feeling Felix will start at one point. He's the right defensive end. Felix will start at one point. Um, line Linebacks, linebackers. Um, our linebacker core has gotten very good. Um and is probably one of the top linebacker cores in the league uh, throughout time. Main two guys are Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Those dudes are freaking locking it down. I love them. Uh, but then you've got Drew Tranquil, who is backed up by Leo Chanel, and they kind of fluctuate. Um, I love them so much. Trent McDuffie, bro. Oh, Trent McDuffie was a pretty – he was pretty locked down last season. Uh, we still do have Justin Reed, but then the question is who's taking the uh, – other safety positions. So the other safety position is looking to be filled by rookie Brian Cook. Nope, not a rookie. Going to be a sophomore. Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. We drafted him last year um, in the second round. And uh, I don't know. We'll just see how he does. We'll see how he does. Yeah. Obviously, you couldn't see him much because friggin' Juan Thornhill was playing. But, so I trust. I trust. And then LeJarius Sneed at corner. And then, obviously, the freaking special teams, Butker and Townsend. I have no doubt in my mind about those boys. Uh, our punt returners, Kadarius. Our kick returners, Isaiah. Um, I like that. I'm excited for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm excited for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, let's take one final look at one team here. A team that I'm honestly not too familiar with yet. But it's a team I will be repping loud and proud all football season. It is the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, baby. Uh, let me see. They should be on my liked teams. Okay, apparently not. So, give me one second. Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. So, the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. A quick history lesson. This team is very bipolar. A couple years ago, they were honestly one of the top ten teams in the nation. 
And then they lost to Cincinnati, who at that time was a college football playoff team in the conference championship. They were crazy that season. I remember that season. I wasn't a fan of them until that, uh, during that season, because I had just moved to Tulsa. So I was like, kind of like, oh, Tulsa. But I wasn't like watching them avidly. Um, <clears throat> so this team's kind of bipolar. Had that nice little run two years ago. That was great. Um, and then, wait, was that two years ago? Okay, three seasons ago. Two seasons ago. Had a pretty solid run. Uh, let's see what their schedule was that year. So, three seasons ago, I think they only lost three games. So, two seasons ago, they went... Oh, losses, losses. Okay, they had the same record this season. No, that was last season. So, this last season, they went 5-7, and seven, missing a bowl game, which is tough. And then, two seasons ago... They went six and six, making a bowl game, and going to going on to beat Old Dominion in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. But then their very good year that they had, they were which was twenty twenty, so that was a COVID season. They went first off one, two, three, four of their games got postponed. One of their games got canceled. They were supposed to <laughs> that's hilarious. They were supposed to play Cincinnati during the regular season and then just cut it and then they eventually had to play him in the AAC championship. That's hilarious. So the only loss they had that season in their regular season schedule was against Oklahoma State that first week, 16 to 7. Not a bad loss. They went on to beat 11th ranked UCF 34 to 26. Uh beat some other teams, beat SMU ranked 19th 28 to 4, beat Tulane beat the Navy, and then lost to Cincinnati by a field goal in the AAC championship. Cincinnati was ranked ninth at that point and then went on to be ranked fourth in the college football playoffs and then get, like, smoked. Um, and then played Mississippi State in the Armed Forces Bowl and lost 28-26. to So, honestly, a very interesting year for uh, – to you, that is when they had uh, the freaking linebacker. I can't think of his name, but he went to the Cardinals that year. He was like the 12th overall pick. So they had a they had a NFL player on their roster at that point. So this year, let's just take a quick look at their schedule. They've got at home versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. They go to Washington, which is honestly a very tough game. Washington is one of the hardest opponents on their schedule this season. Although I say that, and then the next game, they play at home against OU. So... That's honestly just going to be a fun game to be at. I don't really care if they win or not. Like, I'd love to see them win. That'd be hilarious just because it's freaking it's OU. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to be one of those. That's going to be one of those. It's college football. You can never predict college football. This is going to be one of those games where people are like, oh, OU by a million. <laughs> it's OU versus TU. Come on now. And then TU is going to put up a fight. And OU fans are going to be gripping their seats. They're going to be freaking out. Like, at least that's what I hope it's like. I don't know. College football is unpredictable. Then the next week at Northern Illinois, at home versus Temple, at Florida Atlantic, at home versus Rice, uh, at SMU, at home versus Charlotte, at Tulane, at home versus North Texas, and at uh, East Carolina. North Texas, 
Rice, Florida Atlantic, and I believe Charlotte are new to the conference. So welcome to the uh, AAC. Um, notable departures from the AAC include Cincinnati and UCF. So because UCF and Cincinnati both went to the Big 12. Right? Yeah. So <coughs> notable departures there. But I'm excited for this team. This team's going to be really fun to watch. And uh, I'll be at all the home games because I'll be in the band. So, yeah, this has been kind of an all-over-the-place episode. And I am kind of sick. You can kind of hear it in my voice. So I'm going to end this episode right here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for sticking with me. And I will see you in the next one.